Hello and welcome back to Untuck Shorts episode 35. I'm your host Felix Vogel and this is my podcast team, aka my dad, Mark Vogel. It's been a rough week. This might be our saddest episode ever. Yeah, I mean it's a gloomy day, only right to have a gloomy podcast. And we're drawing some sad connections here because we're 35, it's episode 35 and we are 0 and 5 on this brutal road trip to the east. That was, uh, when, when we last checked in, the Warriors um, were 3 and three and 2. Yeah, we had a winning record. Yeah, it was okay, a little rocky, you know, not great, but okay. And then we got on a plane, went to play five East Eastern Conference teams and um, came, came out with a bagel. We lost to the Hornets in overtime without the Hornets even having a lamella ball, which is just embarrassing. We lost to the Detroit Pistons by 14 points. Mm. Um, I'm not going to dwell too much on that. We lost to, wait, who else we lose to? Miami. Miami. The Heat. That was terrible handwriting. We lost to the Heat by seven points. Um, and that's... That's okay, but just didn't really help our morale. And then we lost to the Magic by one point, which was a big sting. And then we and we were leading in that game by a lot. We were I leading mean, by we just... a lot. We were Clay came out. He hit six threes. Curry dropped thirty three points. You know we were uh, on fire offensively, but our defense could not stand Jalen Suggs and uh, their new uh, Banquero. Banquero. Paolo Banquero. Yeah, um, he did so us we, in. We lost by one point to them. Uh, but our tough times were not over after those four losses <laughs> We lost last the, night. The Pelicans by nine points. Now, I don't want to get too down on us for the Pelicans because we had rested Wiggins, Clay, Curry, and Draymond. So it's okay to take that L. But um, yeah. Now, there was a lot of stuff that uh, led to this 0-5 road trip, but I think the main thing was defense. Yeah, really- let, let's talk about that. Um, it seems, I mean, offensively, just we'll we'll spend most of the time on defense, I think. But offensively, we're scoring. Are we number one in the league in points per game? I think we're number three. Number three, we're up there, right? <laughs> we're, yeah, our so offense we're is not a problem with Curry averaging thirty-one points per game. You know, um, so yeah, we're we're definitely fine on offense. Clay is shooting a lot, but. You know, he dropped six the other night, like you said, and he's looking good. Wiggins is playing with confidence. Um, so, yeah, we're scoring. Poole has been doing all right when he's getting in there. We'll talk about some of the other young guys, I'm sure. But on that side of the ball, um, well, we can still find some things to critique about the offense. Uh, maybe we'll come around. But, Felix, when we analyze what's going wrong defensively, why are we losing these games, losing games when we're – have a lead. I think we were up by four against the Hornets with a minute left. We blew that lead. We lost in overtime. Uh, we lost by one to the Magic. We had a big lead. I mean, what's going on defensively? What do you think are the main reasons that... Well, um, there's a lot of factors in? that uh, could filter in about our defense, but I think a big problem is, um, though people may not notice, Mike Brown, who is kind of our assistant coach and definitely was all about defense, left us, and is now playing for the Kings. So that's well, kind he's coaching of, the Kings. Yeah, he's It'd be amazing coaching. if he was playing for the Kings. <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, no. maybe. I don't know. Maybe the Kings could use him. He's head coach for the Kings, but without Mike Brown, our defense has gotten a lot worse because that was, that was kind of his specialty. I don't know. I would think that Steve Kerr would keep yeah. that going and it wouldn't necessarily need the, the impact of the assistant coach. Mm-hmm. 
But maybe it's like, what, and on the stuff, young guys? Or? And things that, you know, talking about people that will keep that defense intensity going, you could say Draymond, you know, he's getting in people's faces, telling them to, you know, stay in the game, play hard defense. But the problem is after, of course, the punch, Draymond kind of has, has to be Little Miss Perfect and um, can't really yell at anybody. He can't come off as aggressive. So he's really not trying to uh, – he's not really telling too much people to get on defense because he wants to be pretty neutral at this stage in the season. But that'll change. Draymond will get his uh, life back. Get his um, intensity get back. Get his intensity yeah, that's back. that's interesting, right? We said when the punch happened – that the big issue was chemistry. How would this affect how the team gets along? And we were, uh-huh. I think I was positively surprised to see that Jordan Poole seemed to be okay with moving on. And it didn't seem yeah. at first like it was that big a deal. We're really but... almost the opposite of the New York Nets, which we'll talk about some other time. But um, we really bounced back from that punch really well. Uh, that happened about six weeks ago? Yeah, just before the season started. Not yeah. Even, yeah. So we're doing well. We're, yeah. Actually, maybe the chemistry is a little off because. We our defense, We need Draymond to be Draymond. We need, and we need Draymond not, to yell at people. We need him to right. get in his face, but he can't really do that because he has to have a good, maintain a good relationship with the team. But hmm. I think if we were to talk about one big problem on our defense, yeah. last year it was turnovers. Yeah. This year it's fouling. So just to break down some stats here, we looked this up, Felix, <laughs> yeah. and we are – dubiously leading the league in fouls, personal fouls Personal per fouls, yeah, 24, 24 fouls, fouls Yeah, game. that is a terrible Atrocious. number. And, you know, um, approximately speaking, that could end up having the other team taking around 30 to 40 free throws a game. Yeah. Um, non-counting, like, fast break or whatever. So... Yeah, that is well, a pretty bad statistic. So so I think to, to look at it is like, so why is this happening? People are out of position. People are back on their heels. They are not where they're supposed to be. So they're trying to compensate for, for that by reaching in, by um, thinking they could take a charge, but they haven't established their body yet. I wouldn't say that um, because at this point, you know, if you're on your heels and barely on defense, the NBA made it very clear with the new rule this year. You do not foul somebody when they have the upper hand on you. Because you know those oh, fast well, the take, Yeah, the take fouls, those are coming in. That's true. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's the reason we have like 24 fouls. Per I game. think, the, I reason, like I think the reason why we have 24 is because uh, there's teams who are a lot more athletic and find uh, their way uh, into the paint. Yeah. And then we just catch them on the arm. I feel like that's where all our fouls are coming from. All right, from. so let's talk about the athleticism problem. <laughs> yeah. We've got an old team. Our veterans are great. They just won the, I mean, <laughs> they, they just, just won, won championship. the championship. But there's a difference. Um, and, and Clay is not as athletic as he was a few years ago. And, well, Kaminga, until last night, just had been sitting on the bench. And he might be our most athletic guy. And then I guess we got to talk about Wiseman. Wiseman, yeah. His, and his struggles. I think his he had one really good defensive play where somebody ran right at him. He went straight up, hands up, and the guy totally bricked the shot. No foul called. Um, and I wish I could see more of that, though, because he, he, he's fouling people who are almost a foot shorter than him. When he All he needs to do is just jump up with his hands up. And I don't um, know if that's just experience or 
uh, I, I, mean, I don't know, some some like maturity. Yeah. There. Is it just me or do I still think of him as a rookie? I do. I do. That's a good point. He had that injury, which basically kept him out. And mm-hmm. then he was shut down for a lot of last season. So yeah, even though it's his third year in the league, it seems to be like his first year where he's playing a lot. So, okay. We got a lot of dysfunction. Um, defensively. Uh, defensively. And I do think that athleticism point also speaks to a, a big problem on the offense which is offensive rebounding. What yeah. Are we, what are we, number 22 in the league <laughs> like, in offensive rebounds? Yeah, 22nd in the league in offensive rebounding. And I feel like um, McGarrah also talks about this a lot. Offensive rebounds are so underrated in importance because they give you a whole other chance to set up a new play. You know, It's like a turnover. It's like a turnover, it's, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a whole new possession. It's a whole new, yeah, that – Really, all you need to do is box out and get a hand up. Because, I mean, besides the fact that you have at least one person who's shooting the ball, getting an offensive rebound isn't necessarily too much harder than getting a defensive rebound. It shouldn't be. And this is where I think we miss somebody like uh, Otto Porter Jr., who was so great at offensive rebounds. And Gary Payton was a, a rebounding uh, And you machine. want to talk about forcing turnovers. GP is the guy. So let's talk about the changes. Uh, we, we lost some veterans last year, and it wasn't just GP. That's, I think, the maybe the most painful veteran to see go because he was so critical in the playoffs last year. Yeah, he was kind of – I want to refer to him as a NBA veteran. In age, he's like 27, but he only okay, played well, like one year in the yeah. – Well, a veteran is ex- – I think that hurts the most to see him go, but also – it makes me think as we're struggling now, we're three and seven, mm-hmm. uh, our starters get a lead and our second unit mm-hmm. kind of can't maintain it or even mm-hmm. falls behind and that gets us into trouble. I'm missing JTA. I'm missing Damian Lee. Um, maybe I'm missing a little bit of Bielitsa. Um, but this is, yeah, this is the big part about, you know, the meld between uh, rookies and seniors, which we'll talk about later in the podcast. But big part of it is you can't, what the starters give to the um, rookies, you can't expect for the rookies to keep holding up. And what I'm kind of seeing a lot is that third quarters used to be our best quarters. Yeah. And now they're our worst. I yeah. think we're, that's when we're losing all these leads. That's when the Orlando Magic crawled back from like a 16 point deficit, forcing a six point play, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, these third quarters are rough on us. They're really brutal. And you're right. That's uncharacteristic for us. So, oh, boy, this has been a depressing run. We we get to come home. Maybe we should take a, a, a little break. Sure. And then come back and talk a little bit about um, what we see happening from here on out. And I guess, you know, how nervous we are. Uh, one thing I'd like to add, though, just about just the icing on the cake of the defensive problem is that we really have to look out because we're the ones to beat this year. We're defending champions and everybody's going to come at us with their A game. So that could is not an excuse, but that could be a reason why we're three and seven and like 12th in the Western Conference. Oh, yeah. I think that's a great point. I mean, when we went to Detroit and the Pistons, they, they had nothing to lose, right? They left it all on the floor. I think. And they beat teams... us by 14 points. My God. Yeah. Ugly. Ugh. All right. Well, we'll take a break. Um, and actually, this break will be sponsored by our newest sponsor. Spice Jar. The Spice Jar, located on the corner of 23rd and Bryant Street in San Francisco's Mission District. The Spice Jar features all kinds of Asian cuisine, including some very tasty pho, which um, Magera, if she were here, could attest to having just the other night. 
Amazing. And, uh, of course, Mr. Pickles is our longtime sponsor. We recommend the Chef Curry at Mr. Pickles on 24th and... Uh, uh, 20th and South Venice. Yeah. You can go to 24th. You can go to, but uh, on 20th I mean, and South Venice, they have the... Jelly Donuts, right? And walk four blocks, a short four blocks exactly. to Mr. Pickles. And then, um, for sure, they have the Chef Curry, which is a specialized... Um, <laughs> Sandwich. I don't exactly know what uh, is in it, but I I encourage you to try it, and we'll see you after the break. Hello, and welcome back to episode thirty-five of Untucked Shorts, recording on a gloomy Saturday morning in San Francisco recounting this miserable road trip, which is fortunately behind us. Um, Turning to the future, the immediate future this week, we've got Sacramento and Cleveland coming to town. But the next stretch, we're 10 games into this 82-game season. Mm -hmm. Felix, as we look ahead, um, are are you panicking? Is the season really at risk here? Or are you... Are you optimistic that we'll figure this out? I'm optimistic. I feel like I'm kind of coming back to the strength of numbers where our bench is really deep, truly, with Jordan Poole coming off the bench, James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, uh, Dante DiVincenzo, who's injured, Michael Green. We have a lot of guys. Um, And I think this beginning of the season is going to be rough, but it's all about how we can meld everybody together, including the people who are about to go off and retire, uh, sadly, such as Curry, Clay, and Draymond are. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What do you mean go off and about to retire? Do you know two years? Know? Two years max. Okay, I thought you were two years. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, we'll have to. <laughs> wow, that's the hot take. We're gonna get some comments well, about I, that announced I mean, here. I'm Curry's just retirement. saying. I'm just saying that there's some people who are at the end of their career, and there's some people who are at the beginning, and we're still looking for a championship with the last uh, fuel in these old guys. Um. So I think that. I'm optimistic. I believe that throughout this season, our chemistry will come back. And let, let me ask you this, mm-hmm. just uh, to be provocative: if we go three and seven over the next ten games, and I'm looking ahead, we play some tough teams. Cleveland is number two in the East. We've got Phoenix. Um, we're, we're on the road again to Phoenix, uh, not this week, but next week. Um, we were talking about how Sacramento <laughs> isn't. Not a bad team. I mean, Mm -hmm. Aaron Fox, Don Sabonis. And then, I hate to say it, but this Utah game may not be... We've got Utah later this month. If we we go 3-7 and again, if we're 6-14, and then are we in some panic mode? Then are we talking about, like, some trades or... No. 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 Okay. The faith is unbroken here on Untucked Shorts. We are going to figure this out. That's 20 out of 80 games. I think... The when I'll stop panicking, when I'll start panicking is at the forty game mark. If we still have a losing record, mm-hmm. that's when I'm going to start. Okay, getting write anxious. it down. Write it down. Um, we are going to be how, chill. But I how feel like cool, calm, collected. Curry, Clay, and Draymond are just so experienced and so wise. And Moody is already showing a lot of uh, mental development. He he's looking smart on the court, uh, taking the right shots. And then Poole, I think, is ready to step up into this leader position. For the second unit um and so i'm confident that the pieces will slide into place over the next few parts of the season do you feel good about this meld or are you not as confident with me um 
I do feel I do feel overall confident. I just think there's always this this spotlight on the Warriors. We're so used to winning. We we have yeah. had such success over the last few years. I'm just I think our fan base will get impatient, mm-hmm. and um, it'll be a test. And I think also. Mm-hmm. You know, Curry and Draymond and Clay, that'll be a test for them to just accept that they get these leads. And then when they come off the court, the leads are always seem to be in danger. And I wonder if that'll start to create some tensions on the team. And I mean, Curry's 34 years old, so he can't get back on the court at any given time to bring the lead up. You know, like he's not like a John Morant, really. Um, We got to watch the minutes for these guys. But I trust Kerr. Um, you're right. This, this team has never let me down in the past. So I'm not about to start doubting now and uh, we'll just have to see how it goes. Uh, before we wrap up, we, we should mention that with our new sponsor, the spice jar, we have got a, uh, spiciest play of the week, which actually, and this wasn't about this week, but we're going to go back to a Suns game where we lost and that Suns game got pretty rowdy with six technicals in the third quarter. Um, including one uh, pickoff on a gimme foul that Jordan Poole did, which now counts as a technical. But our spiciest play was the Clay Thompson ejection. First time in his entire career. In he's his 12-year career, 13, 12-year career. Oof. And this, to- this is the first time he has been thrown out of a game. Um, And <laughs> that, that was pretty spicy, pretty hot to watch. But I think my favorite part of the spiciest part of the spiciest play was when he was walking out of off the court by the Suns bench. He um, held up four fingers on his hand and said, I got four of these. Four fingers? He said he had four fingers? Oh, Dad. Okay. No. Four rings. Oh, four oh, oh, rings. rings. I got four of these. And pointed to his four rings. So there you have it. Hopefully, we will never have to do a zero and five super sad podcast again. Yeah, but we need to talk about it. Help us work out some feelings here. Recharge. Stay positive. But thanks everybody for tuning in on Tough Shores, especially for our new listeners. We know we have a bunch of new listeners out there. And and uh, uh, last note uh, for you, Nikhil, Kobe Bryant over Tim Duncan, hands down. See you next time on on Tuck Shorts.